Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Hey there, hot mama. Welcome back to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. This is Lacey Broussard, your host for the day. And today I'm going to be sharing with you 10 practical ways to have more energy for sex for when you are too tired to think about it. Because mm, I know for all my hardworking mamas out there, we've got some excuses and some reasons why we don't want to have sex. And many of us will often pretend that we're too tired to avoid our partner even touching us or even trying to have sex with us. I know because that's what I hear you tell me all the time. I know your little secrets, mama. Well, a lot of that has to do with resentment. And one way that we can begin to eradicate resentment is to start to prioritize our own pleasure. Yes, I did a podcast on that a couple of weeks ago. So I want you to go check that one out first about prioritizing pleasure and why it's so important. And, you know, some of the most common reasons or excuses that women don't prioritize sex and pleasure is time and energy. Okay. So I'm addressing time in the how to prioritize sex and what happens when you prioritize sex and pleasure and that previous podcast, but today I want to talk about the energy component. So who here is too tired for sex all of the time? Hmm. If you are all in a room right now, I guarantee you, I would see a lot of hands raising. And the question that I want to ask you is why are you so tired all the time that you don't want to have sex or that you don't want to focus on your pleasure? And you don't want to do the things that really make you feel good deep down inside. And what I often hear from you are some of these things. Maybe this is you. Maybe you've got one of your own. If you have one of your own, I'd love for you to email in your excuse as to why you're too tired for sex. And I would love to share any insight that I might have on that with you. But here's the ones I hear all the time. One, you have a newborn or toddler that wakes up in the middle of the night all the time. Another one, you have opposite schedules with your partner and you hardly ever see them, or you only see them when you are ready to go to bed and they're just waking up, you know, you're just crisscrossing all the time. Another is that you do all of the, or the majority of the chores and the parenting and the relationship. And so you're just too tired for it. Another is that you only ever have sex at night and you just want to go to bed when you put your head down on a pillow you're just ready to crash and you're just used to only ever having sex at night. Another is that you're on medication that might decrease your libido. And when, you know, I say libido, sometimes we'll use that as a reason like, Oh, well, we're just too tired for sex. And I'm going to explain more about that in just a second. You're worried about being rejected. So some of us will say that we're too tired for sex, but what we really mean is we're just scared of being rejected or we're just not attracted to our partner anymore. So again, we'll use that excuse as well. 
that we're too tired. But what we really mean is we just aren't feeling it and we're not attracted to you right now. And another one is that your sex life is just fucking boring. (laughs) Okay. This one's pretty blunt, but it's boring. So you just say you're too tired for it all the time. And what I want to ask you is that, are you really too tired or is it that you just don't want to? Now, there are going to be some of you that can say, absolutely, I am just really too tired and I totally hear you. There is a certain time in life that I'll talk about in a minute, why you might be physically too tired for sex and pleasure. But for most of you, it's that you just don't want to. It's because you don't prioritize it and you just don't want to. So being too tired for sex and pleasure, and when I say sex, I mean like self-pleasure as well. And pleasure can encompass a bunch of things. So pleasure is like coming home to your body, feeling really good, doing something that actually feels good and pleasurable and lifts you higher. I do not mean drinking a glass of wine and watching Netflix every night. That might sound pleasurable, but that's not really what I'm talking about. That's not like filling yourself up with the good stuff. That's chilling the fuck out so you know you can just turn off for the day. That's checking out. I mean checking in type of pleasure, okay? So being too tired is often a mask for a deeper issue. It's being too tired is a symptom of usually one of the three things, lack of desire, low libido, or not understanding your anatomy of arousal, which in short is, you know, understanding how you get turned on, what turns you off, what does turn you on, and all of that. So most of the time, it's not that you're too tired, it's just that you don't want to, which is a lack of desire, right? I have talked about the difference between lack of libido, lack of desire, and arousal before. So if you don't understand those things, you know, check out some of the previous episodes. I've, I've gone over it many times. So if you are a frequent listener, you should know what I'm talking about by now. So the lack of desire is that you don't want it because you're cut off from the source of all of your energy, your sexual energy, your pleasure. Your pleasure is your sexual energy, right? And if you are into yoga or meditation and the chakra system, which I know that many of you are that listen in, it's because your sacral chakra is closed, all right? If your sacral chakra is closed, then you're not letting in all of the good stuff because it's blocked. Pleasure gives you energy. So if you want more energy, you literally have to make pleasure a priority. Now, this comes down to the Taoist three-part energy system, and I call this the pleasure paradox. And I'm going to go deep into this stuff because it's so important to understand the importance of your sexual energy and why you need to focus on it, why it needs to be an area of prioritization in your life because it literally feeds everything else you do. Okay. The pleasure paradox is that the more pleasure you allow yourself to have, the more energy you're going to have. So if you deprive yourself of the things that feel good and are pleasurable in life, this literally means that you are depriving yourself of energy. So if you want more energy, you have to make pleasure a priority because pleasure is the source of all energy. Now, 
And according to the Taoist tradition, okay, there are three energy centers, whereas the chakra system, we have seven, right? You have your root, sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. But in the Dallas three-part energy system, the Dallas were very focused on a person's health and wellness more so than the tantrics were. The tantrics were all more about spirituality and enlightenment, all that. But the Taoist really cared about a person's physical health, hence they created the entire traditional Chinese medicine system, right? Well, they also recognized that a person's sexual energy, which we call Jing, their Jing energy, is the source of a person's energy to do life and the source of a person's energy to have a spiritual awakening or to reach enlightenment or self-actualization, all right? So we have three different energy centers in the Tao system instead of seven in the chakra system. We have Jing, which is in your pelvis. That's your sexual energy. We have Qi, which is your energy to do life, your life energy, your energy to go out and about and take care of the kids, build the business, you know, do all the things. And then you have your Shen energy, which is this spiritual energy, a connection to source, a connection to the God or the great goddess or uh, self-actualization, okay? So sexual pleasure, your sexual energy, it literally fuels life. So your Jing Qi fuels your Qi and your life, your Qi fuels Shen, your spiritual energy, your self-actualization and awakening. So I want you to start thinking of your sexual health like your physical health. <laughs> All right. So you wouldn't expect to be physically healthy and fit if you didn't pay attention to what you ate or if you didn't work out at all. Of course not. <laughs> you know that you have to put in effort. And once you put in the effort to paying attention to what you're eating, to go and work out at the gym several times a week, then you start to see results and things get easier. Okay. You get in the habit of it. It becomes a new norm. Well, that is the same thing with your sexual health. If you aren't a paying attention to your pleasure, your sexuality, and you aren't consciously doing anything to keep it healthy, what happens is that your jing, your sexual energy gets depleted. And this will especially happen after having kids, because once you have kids, you're taking on so much more responsibility, so much more caretaking, uh, you're often finding yourself, um, you know, taking on responsibilities and roles you've never had to have in your life. So it's a lot of outpouring, right? You're pouring out. So you're getting depleted just by life itself. So this is why I'm like, oh my gosh, actually, after you have kids and when you're postpartum, the time that you need to be paying the most attention to your sexuality than like any other time of your life. Because coming back to your body, coming to your pleasure, and really focusing on replenishing your sexual energy is absolutely essential if you don't want to crash and burn <laughs> and not feel overwhelmed and stressed out all the time. So uh, if you're depleting your sexual energy and you're not doing anything about your sexuality after you have kids especially, that's why you are so tired. That's why you're so overwhelmed and stressed out all the time. Your chi and your shen energy are literally dependent, meaning like they absolutely draw from your jing, your sexual energy. So if your jing is out, then 
life is going to feel really unbalanced, uh, really unhealthy. Like you're probably going to start to get sick. You're nothing's going to be exciting. You're going to lack desire. You're going to feel too tired for sex all the time. And who the fuck cares about pleasure because you're sitting here, you know, pouring out all of this energy on your kids or whatever. So my goal is to change that paradigm, that thinking that our sexuality is something that we have to put on the back burner when we have kids, because that's what you all do. That's what all y'all do. Okay. You put your sexuality on the back burner and you say, oh, well, this is an important part of my life anymore. That's what society has told you. And I'm here to help break that taboo, that societal conditioning, that and narrative that once we become moms, that our sexuality is just, you know, we can put that on the back burner. We're moms now. We can't be sexy anymore. We don't have time. We don't have energy to pay attention to our sexuality. Oh no, baby. Fuck that. All right. It is the other way around. (laughs) If you want to get self-actualized and do the purpose work that you're here to do in this world, your sexuality is the key. So let's get practical. All right practical ways that you can begin to replenish your sexual energy. So I'm going to go through all those common excuses that I heard that I hear. And I was talking about them earlier in the podcast. I'm going to go through each one of those and give you some practical ways to replenish your sexual energy. Okay. And to remedy the situation. So if you have an opposite schedule with your partner, I want you to schedule sex. And you're going to start a self-pleasure practice for when you can't have it with your partner. So no more of this. Oh, well, we can't prioritize pleasure and sex because we're never around at the same time. Okay, cool. You don't need your partner to have sex. That's what I'm going to tell you. So you need to schedule it and you need to start a self-pleasure practice. It is not the end of the world if you're at a point in your relationship where you have to schedule sex. Because it's better that you schedule it and do it anyway than if you just never have sex to begin with. All right. I'd rather you schedule it and do it than to not do it at all. And how about you? You know, you need to make time and make that a priority because it's important for the both of you. Okay. The second excuse that I hear I don't have a partner. Or if you do have a partner where sex just isn't happening as often as you would like, start a self-pleasure practice. Now, I know for a lot of women, that sounds completely terrifying because I work with a lot of women who have super, super hard religious conditioning around self-pleasure and masturbation. And there's so much guilt and shame wrapped around that whole topic that telling you to start a self-pleasure practice is freaking out your nervous system just by hearing me say that you need to do that. Okay. If that's you, I totally understand where you're at. And I want you to just take a deep breath into that, into that freak out, into that, whatever you're feeling, that anxiety of, oh my God, or the overwhelm of, oh my God, I can't start a self-pleasure practice. I can barely even touch myself without wanting to vomit. It's okay. I have been there. I was that person when I first started a jade egg practice. Um, it took me 10 times trying to put a jade egg inside my vagina before I could do it without wanting to vomit. All right. I understand this isn't an easy task. So I'm going to tell you about, you know, ways that we can help you through that at the end of the podcast. So um, keep listening to the end of this episode and I'll share with you 
a very special offer. Okay, so the next thing is for parents with little ones that wake up all the time or that co-sleep or are touched out all the time, is that you? I know many of you, that is absolutely a reality of being a new parent. And when you have a new baby, it's really challenging. And you actually are just too freaking tired to have sex. And that is okay. What I want you to understand is that sex is more than penis and vagina or vagina and vagina. All right. So there are different ways that you can have sex without having sex. So I want you to focus on your intimacy and your communication and your connection if you're in a partnership during this really trying time. All right. Now, now what I said earlier is that actually when you're a new mom, this is the most important time to focus on your sexuality and pleasure. And this is what I mean. Focusing on your sexuality doesn't mean just having penetrative sex. It means creating a space of intimacy and connection with something that's not completely dependent on you all the time with a partner. If you have one, that is another adult, right? I remember being a young mom. I had my first kid at 23 and, you know, just having another adult to talk to during the day that could actually talk and speak was like the most soothing medicine to my soul. It wasn't so much about, you know, having sex or doing anything like that, or even kissing. It was just like, I just wanted someone to communicate with. I wanted someone to see me. I wanted to be seen. I wanted someone to validate what was going on for me to show me that I was doing a great job as a mom that, you know, just for someone to reflect back how awesome of a person I was and how awesome of a mom I was. And that's all I really wanted. <laughs> and that made me totally happy. So Working on communication and connection and your intimacy with your partner is so vital in that first year. And sex should be more about that than actual physical penetration. So focus on the intimacy, communication, and connection instead. And if you must, schedule sex as well. I want you to just understand that this is a season, okay? The first year postpartum is very trying, but there are ways that you can prioritize sex and pleasure that don't involve penetrative sex. And just know that it does pass, okay? So other ways to replenish your sexual energy. For those of you that are stay-at-home parents or you do the majority of the chores and the caretaking, I want you to have a chat about this with your partner because if you are doing all of those things and it's, it's not what you really want for a lot of you, I know that's, that's where you're at. You are doing all of the, the majority of the chores and the caretaking because you think you have to, but you really don't want to. A lot of you are struggling going back into the workforce after having kids or you're struggling starting your business and you don't know how to juggle all of the balls, right? So I want you to have a chat about this with your partner about what is not working for you. Maybe you're staying at home with the kids all day right now and you don't want to. Then have that conversation. Why are you not talking to your partner about this? Okay? Maybe that's not for you anymore. Maybe it was for a time, but now you're unhappy with that and you're not fulfilled just being a stay-at-home mom anymore. Or maybe you are a stay-at-home mom and you love it and you are fulfilled 
but you don't have any way to transition the day from being a mom to a sexual woman again. Okay. That's a huge one. If you are a stay at home mom, you have got to create a ritual or some sort of way to transition the day so that you can have your clock out, right? If you're with a partner who goes to work every day, they come home and usually they clock out, right? Or, you know, if they're not a workaholic, they, they're clocking out. <laughs> they're not checking work emails at nine o'clock at night, right? So most of you who don't have workaholic partners, your partner's coming home and they're freaking done with work for the day. Hey, you need that too. You need to create a ritual to transition from being the stay-at-home parent to being you again, whatever your name is, like adult you, sensual, sexual woman, you, that part of you. So you can create a ritual by doing something as simple as doing a breast massage when you get out of the shower every day and touching your body sensually and sexually, or maybe you're like, oh, but I'm touched out all the time. Okay, well then don't do that. You know, do something else that just signifies I'm done with work for the day. And of course your kid might wake up, all right? Of course your kid, and you have to go clock back on, all right? But at least for the time being, creating that transition, a transition ritual. So I want you to get creative with that and figure out a way that you can transition your day from being that person who does the majority of the chores and the caretaking. Maybe it's like something as simple as after seven o'clock, I don't do any chores no matter what. Maybe you need to make that boundary with yourself like, I don't care how much laundry is piled up by 7 p.m. I'm going to refuse to do it right now <laughs> because it's after 7 p.m. All right, so whatever works for you, create a ritual to transition from mom to sexual woman, sensual woman inside. Okay, another way uh, for those of you that are doing the majority of the chores and caretaking is that you're going to call in the village. And we had a guest on a podcast um, in an earlier episode that gave a really wonderful idea and she calls it a mommy pop out. And that's just where you call in the village. All right. Maybe you have a neighbor that also is a stay at home mom, or uh, maybe you have an elderly neighbor who adores your kids. Freaking let them help you. Let them help you mama. Okay. Let them help you. If they want to come over and just watch your kids while they take a nap, let them do that. And you get the hell out of that house and go do something for you. Maybe it's just take yourself on a coffee date with yourself. Maybe you invite a girlfriend last minute. I don't care what you do. Go get yourself out the house at a time when you don't normally get out of the house and go do something fun for you. Maybe you need to go get your nails done with your girlfriend. I don't know, but call in the village and get out. Break up that routine, all right? Uh, okay, so for those of you that only have sex at night, this one's really simple. Change it up. <laughs> Try a different time of the day. Maybe nighttime is not when you are the most naturally turned on. For a lot of people, it's not. Try experimenting with that. Maybe you're turned on at a different time of the day than nighttime. It's really simple. Okay, for those of you on medication that affect your libido, and obviously I'm not a healthcare practitioner and I'm not telling you what to do, but you could consider alternative holistic options instead. I know that there are many uh, libido suppressing 
medications for depression and anxiety. So maybe talk to your doctor about what alternative options exist or if there's a, any holistic options uh, to try instead. Okay, so for those of you afraid of getting rejected again, which as I mentioned before, it's, you know, we use being too tired as an excuse for the deeper issue, which is the fear of being rejected, right? So I want you to talk to your partner about this fear, okay? So have you, have you ever even had that conversation with your partner about, well, actually, I'm just afraid to have sex or initiate anything with you because I feel rejected all the time. So if that's not something that you've explicitly said clearly, then maybe it's time to have that very clear conversation about how it makes you feel. And not without blame, okay? We don't need to go blaming our partners or anything, but taking responsibility and using some good old omega therapy, which is, you know, this makes me feel, right? Not, not attacking your partner, not telling them what they're doing wrong, but saying, when you reject me, I feel whatever, okay? I feel unsexy. I feel like you don't like how I look anymore. When you don't ask me for sex, it makes me feel um, unworthy or it makes me feel unloved. Maybe you want your partner to initiate more and that's a source of pain for you. Have that conversation, but do it in a way where you're telling them about how what's going on makes you feel and not attacking them. All right, so if you're afraid of getting rejected and maybe you've had that conversation a bazillion times over and you've gotten nowhere with it, then prioritize self-pleasure until you gain back some self-confidence in yourself, all right? Maybe you just need to focus on self-pleasure right now and see how things shift and change within the relationship dynamic, all right? For those of you that think that you're not attracted to your partner anymore, again, there's a whole episode devoted to this topic in particular, but I want you to ask yourself, have I ever been attracted to my partner before? Do I like how he or she smells? And if you can say yes, to those things, then you can totally have attraction for your partner. Again, a lot of times it's not about the fact that you're not attracted to them anymore. It's that you lack desire, which happens because there's a lack of emotional connection and the emotional connection gets degraded by resentment or really just not understanding how to be vulnerable and how to really say what you mean in your relationship and to ask for what you want, all of that stuff. Okay. so. Other ways to replenish your sexual energy. For those of you where the sex is plain boring, start reading some books together about different flavors of sex, all right? You can also do my Tantra for Lovers program. And if you do that program, you will absolutely never be bored on sex again. So if this is your problem and you want to learn new techniques, sexual techniques, then explore some new things, all right? Some amazing books that you can listen to or read together are Cuffed, Tied, and Satisfied, which is a kinky guide to the best sex ever by Jaya. And then another book about Tantra, Urban Tantra, Sacred Sex for the 21st Century by Barbara Corellis is an amazing book as well to learn more about Tantra. And then, of course, contact me and fill out an application for my Tantra for Lovers program. And again, you'll never be bored. <laughs> All right, my dears. So there were your 10 ways to replenish your sexual energy, practical ways so that you can have more energy for sexuality. All right. It's 
all about putting in that initial effort and then watching it come back to you. All right. As soon as you start to shift your focus and make your pleasure a priority to make your sexuality a priority and say, Hey, actually, this is a huge part of my life. In fact, it, when it's not working, when sexuality, love and relationship aren't working for people, it's often the cause of the biggest source of pain for humans is when we're not right in our relationship or our sexuality is off. Okay. So these things are huge. Why are we not prioritizing them? Because it's just a societal thing. Most people have never thought about how that is our deepest pain in this life is our lack of relationships or lack of being able to do them right of losing someone that you really loved or of uh, sexuality issues. All right. So it is a source of pain. And if it's such a source of pain for people, why aren't we prioritizing it and talking about it more? Well, that's because we just live in a really sexually repressed society that thinks that if our sexuality with our partner isn't amazing, then maybe we're just not meant to be together, which is total bullshit. Actually, <laughs> you can be totally amazing for each other, but you just don't have the proper education or you don't have the proper skills to open up intimately and to connect with your partner, to communicate with them, all that stuff. Okay. So if energy, if you are too tired for sex and energy is the biggest excuse of why you are not having it, I want you to commit to trying one of these 10 things that I just mentioned and feel free to email me about it. Okay. And as you can see, self-pleasure was one of the I've said it multiple times, like start a self-pleasure practice, right? And I said, well, for many of you, that sounds overwhelming. It sounds like, oh my God, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. That sounds terrifying to me. I hear you, hot mama. All right. What I want you to do is go to my website, themultiorgasmicmama.com and under free stuff, you're going to see a, my Ignite Your Desire masterclass. And in that masterclass, if you end up watching it, you're going to see some freebies that you get for booking a call. Okay. So in booking a call, I'm going to gift you my 14 day practice guide to ignite desire and feel sexy again. This has 12 of my most basic, but effective practices for you getting back in touch with your sexuality and for creating more intimate connection with your partner or with yourself. If you're not in a partnership, you can do the, the practices with a girlfriend or you can do them on yourself, all right? So it does not matter your relationship status. Um, in this 14-day practice guide, you're going to get the self-guided, audio-guided practices to teach you how to do a self-pleasure practice if you're like, I don't even know where to start. All right. Well, chill your tits, hot mama. I know that that can be terrifying. So go to www.themultiorgasmicmama.com. Go to the free stuff tab. Check out my Ignite Your Desire Masterclass. And just for booking a call for free, by the way, it's free. Um, I'm going to gift you more free, amazing things. And you can get that 14 day practice guide, which is you know, also $14 on my uh, shop. So you can go to the Jade shop tab on the website, or you can just purchase it for $14. All right, my love. Thank you so much for joining today and this amazing episode about 
sex and energy and how to have more energy for sex. We will see you next time, Hot Mama. Bye-bye.